welcome back to the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you are listening to episode 96. I'm always looking for a way to inspire my listeners. One way that I think I'm going to inspire you in this episode is going to be through our guests, Colin Babcock and Amanda Smith who submitted a short film, a music video, it's titled Too Young, to the International Mobile Film Festival for April. You'll be able to see that. I'm really excited about that. But before I do that, let me share something that just may also inspire you. So we kind of made a little bit of an announcement on social media because uh, we just realized, and boy, time does fly, right? Uh, But we just realized that SBP, S. Botello Productions, actually is turning or turned actually on March 11th, uh, more officially, 15 years old, 15 years. It's been 15 years of SBP uh, rocking and rolling, uh, (laughs) making videos, working for clients and, and so forth, but also... Uh, in 2009, launching the International Mobile Film Festival, which we didn't realize uh, what it act- where it would lead us. And here we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of said film festival <laughs> in April, April 23rd through the 25th. So if you want to stay tuned to what's coming up with that, uh, just follow us on social media at Mobile Film SD for uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, and uh, or you can follow me, Susie Botello. You know the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the way things when you watch this music video that we're going to. Uh, show in our film festival this year, along with all the other films, um, you're going to realize how much things have changed when it comes to mobile film. And I know that for people who were there at the beginning, right, us pioneers, it can be a little rough sometimes because, you know, you want this to really blow up. You know, you want more and more people to to see this and to Think about this as just as normal as you pull out your phone to check your social media, right? You just do that. But you also pull out your phone to snap a photo. You record a video if you happen to be out, blah, blah, blah. But let's say that you want people to secondhandedly or or instantaneous think, I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to make a music video. I'm going to share a story. I want to do it through a video or film. And you want them to think about the possibilities and the opportunities that are there using their mobile phones. And you basically start to do that by making it mainstream, right? We're a long ways to go from that. And I I don't mean to sound like a downer here, But there is a plus side to that, and that means that if you are part of the mobile film community, if you are one of those individuals that is making films and videos using smartphones, you're going to get a heck of a lot of attention 
from the community itself. And it's worldwide. It, it is global. Um, if it was as, I mean, just think about it this way. And I've said it many times before. There's the fish in the pond and the fish in the ocean. Right now, you are the fish in the pond. And I know that may not seem big for some of you, like big enough. But just think about it this way. There are more opportunities for you to shine. And one of the ways that you can do that is through Mobile Film Stories. Mobilefilmstories.com is a platform that gives films shot with mobile phones, smartphones, um, a platform to not only earn revenue, but to also have your own streaming network in, in, a, in a way, right? It's a streaming service, and it only accepts films that are shot with smartphones, but it also has a, a side gig to it. It's called The Quad. It's a community uh, space, a public space, where you can connect with other mobile filmmakers and share and collaborate and really, really partner up and learn from each other. And it's very inspiring to see conversations happening there and people connecting there in ways that you can't in some of the other platforms. Uh, sure, you can stream your film on, well, I'm not going to name them, but any any other platform. But are you really going to connect with mobile filmmakers? And is that platform going to try to give you exposure you also have to take control of that yourself by you know sharing it on social media and on your websites and whenever you're interviewed and you go on platforms and so forth and we were just talking about Esbotello Productions turning 15 years old um, why don't you go to esbotelloproductions.com it's just a little website no big deal but there is an article there that uh, that we shared that we wrote, which um, has a lot of great advice on how to get the most and to get seen uh, as a mobile filmmaker. And our platform is set up just for that purpose and to share the stories made with smartphones, uh, cameras. So listen, um, I've got these two wonderful guests that are just standing by waiting <laughs> for this episode to come out. So let me stop blabbing and let me share with you Colin Babcock and Amanda Smith. They are currently in Florida. Um, and uh, well, you know what? Let's just go there. Let's talk to them and let's share with you their story because their backstory is pretty unique. It's pretty awesome. And I think you're going to love it and you're going to find it inspiring, especially if you're thinking about making music videos using your smartphone camera, which I personally think is a great idea. You're going to listen to a little song, which I did not create. Um, this song is the song in the, in the video uh, that our guests produced. And I want you to listen to it because I think it will give you an idea of the value of the audio in their production. And the visuals are also really exciting um, and valuable as well. But I wanted to share this with you. I love this song and I think that it'll make a great intro for our guests.
Colin, and Amanda. to Florida right now. We're going to actually to the beaches in Florida, to the luxury of where our guests are tonight. <laughs> They are Amanda Smith and Colin Babcock. Did I pronounce everybody's name okay? Correct. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to the SBP podcast, you guys. Thank you for having us. Yes. Well, uh, for our listeners, just so that you know, um, they submitted a film to the International Mobile Film Festival this year, which you will get to see this April. And their film is actually a music video, uh, awesomely shot. And it was shot with an iPhone XR, which happens to be the one that I have sitting next to me right now. Um, and um, I think I'm going to, what I'm going to do is share with you how they made this video and, and have them share with you the synopsis of this video. The name of the video is called Too Young. The story behind the making of the video is amazing. So get ready to have a very interesting conversation because I think music videos uh, tend to be a very great genre for mobile filmmaking. But I'm gonna I'm gonna invite uh, one of the directors um, who is uh, sitting right 
there, if you can see her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Amanda. Yes. <laughs> I'll start with you. <laughs> um, share with our listeners the the name, the title. Well, we already know the title, but a little bit of the synopsis of your music video. Yeah. So it, it's funny because the the story kind of. Uh, is able to be interpreted in so many different ways, depending on who's watching it. Uh, so the the title is Too Young. Uh, it's a song that was actually written by my younger sister, um, who very graciously was just like, yeah, sure, you can you can do whatever you want with it. I'm not using it. And she, I mean, she's brilliant. She, she lives in L.A. She's a singer-songwriter, also an incredible tattoo artist, just a total free spirit and, you know, doesn't do anything for the money. She just, you know, lives her most awesome life. And, you know, when we were at the, when Colin and I were in Florida at the height of our cabin fever, I guess, of staying inside and, and it, it, how many weeks were we? I think we were like four or five weeks. Yeah. In. Just at that point where being inside, we were like, okay, we're going crazy. Uh, <laughs> we, like, we knew we had to, we knew we had to get our uh, creative juices flowing and, and get something out and, you know, just, just for fun. And so, um, I reached out to my sister and was like, Hey, can we use this song? And she was like, sure. Um, so we just, you know, she just kind of handed it over to us, which was awesome and, and fully trusted in us to do whatever we wanted with it, which was super, again, gracious of her. Um, very trusting of her, honestly. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, we, you know, during the pandemic, uh, long story short, my dad happened to buy the house right next door to my house that we were living in and decided to flip it. And this house was decrepit. I mean, it, it, um, um, as you saw, as, as you saw, yes. Creepy is an understatement. Haunted house. Yeah, as you yeah. saw in the video. Is it in the middle of a field? Well, let's tell, tell them a little bit about at least the setting for the for the the concept of the video. Yeah, um, so what's funny was, yeah, yeah, so basically I would say that the premise of the video actually came about because of the house itself. So basically my dad mm -hmm. bought this house to flip it. I, I grew up, I actually, weirdly enough, grew up going to that house as a kid because my neighbors lived there who had kids our age. And so we always were playing there. Unfortunately, uh, things didn't work out for them. And they kind of fled uh, in the middle of the night, leaving all of their stuff. Um, and they just left this house. And so for five years, it had been rotting. It's a, it's a, over 100 years old and it had been just rotting in the Florida, you know, weather, which is never good for old houses <laughs> made of wood, you know. Um, and so we were, you know, the first time we went over there to help out with it we just looked around and we were like oh this is just screaming to to be made into a video um and so we we're like what can we make what can we make and so that's when we reached out to Haley, my younger sister Haley, and she was like yeah sure take the song and it really just kind of was a total collaborative effort from the very beginning you know we just sat down and we're like what what is this about and we decided that the house was gonna be uh kind of the situation, the body, whatever, uh, a person could feel trapped in. And again, it's so open to interpretation, but, um, so we, well, and that's the thing that that's really cool about music is that when you're just listening to music without watching a video, your mind sort of forms its own movie out of it. Right. A absolutely. It's own visuals. Absolutely. So is that kind of what you guys did and then saw the house and kind of connected the two together? Yeah. So really the, the house kind of came first. And again, we looked oh. and we were like, this is, this is eerie. This is weird. It, it, it felt like there was, 
there was a story that needed to be told inside the house. And we were just like, what is it? But it, it weirdly just came really quickly to us. And we just sat down and, you know, I was like, oh, what about Haley's song? And we were like, let's reach out to her. You know, so we reached out. She said yes. And we really just sat down at, at my kitchen table with a notepad and a pen. And we were like, what are some images that come to mind when you when you think about being trapped? Um, and that's kind of where it started. And, and we kind of, I guess, in the weird subconscious dark places in the back of our brain, uh, we came up with, you know, some of the more uh, vivid imagery moments like, uh, eating the eating the worms and vomiting black tar and and her you know suspending in in the air um, and it was just you know connecting the dots and eventually we did and we created this story. It's basically we decided it's for anyone who feels trapped in any situation and, and what's cool is that we left it purposefully open to interpretation. Uh, we didn't want to make it too specific about, you know, like substance abuse or, or being in an abusive relationship, but that's, those are just some of the the things that people have brought to us and be like, Oh, it's about this. Right. Or, Oh, and in the end she dies and she reaches heaven and, you know, and it's just been really neat to see how people interpret it. But really, uh, the only concrete thing for us was that it was for anyone we would hope that anyone who watches it who feels trapped can can relate to it and find a way to um it gives have hope. the strength yeah to event you know it's it's really dark but we wanted it to be hopeful in the end about having the strength to pull yourself out of a situation and it and that's the that's the thing about it that that makes it the story is that basically it has a beginning and a middle and an end mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is what's really cool because you were going through, there's, it's so, the imagery in this, Colin, why don't you share a little bit about that with us? Because now you, you shot it because Amanda was performing, right? So Mm -hmm. how did, and, and so I, I think it's pretty awesome that you guys together were able to design this, but then you have to literally create the set from an entire house. Yeah. And that was definitely an interesting challenge that we had. And, you know, I, I, I guess taking a step back, um, you know, neither of us were planning on quarantining, you know, in Florida. Uh, I'm from New Orleans and she was, you know, she's Amanda's New York based, but she was currently, you know, right before the pandemic, she was traveling the country um, and she, she's on the Broadway national tour of Wicked the Musical. Um and mm-hmm. so she was in Wisconsin and I was in New Orleans <laughs> and we're like, OK, the world's kind of shutting down. Like, what do we do? Um, and we kind of, you know, had the plan to, OK, we'll go to, you know, her her parents house in Florida. It seems like a, a, a good, solid place to go. Um, so, I, you know, I packed a bag for like five days and, and, and booked it over there as quickly as I could. And she came, um, you know, from Wisconsin before. Uh, Man, that sounds like a movie in itself. Right, right, right. Kind of. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was like right before yeah. you know, everything, you know, shut down. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we were in Florida and it was like, okay, one week turned into two weeks, turned into three weeks. And we're like, oh my gosh, like, where's the time going? This isn't getting any better. This is only getting worse. You know, what's happening? And uh, it, what, you know, was tough for me, but it ultimately ended up being a blessing is that I left all of my cinematography equipment in New Orleans, you know, I've, I've got like a bunch of prime mm. lens, cine prime lenses and, you know, a full, you know, cinema camera setup. 
um, and I didn't have it. And we, you know, we, well, I'm glad you didn't have it. <laughs> well, Hey, we, we really are too. And it, it, it really opened up, you know, our eyes as to what you can do with a phone. This was the, the first, you know, uh, film that we, we shot on an iPhone. I, at the time I had like an iPhone seven with like a battery life of a baked potato. And so thankfully, <laughs> um, you know, Amanda had the, the XR, which, you know, had, has a great lens you know, and camera that we could work with. Um, and so we were like, okay, we, you cut off. Let's let's just beef it up. And so, wait sorry. a minute. Let's go back to the. Um, yeah, it got it. It keeps getting cut off. Let's go back to the part where you were talking about the the phone with the baked potato. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right uh, after that. Okay. Yeah. And so um, Amanda, you know, thankfully had the iPhone XR, um, you know, which has a ha- a great sensor and you know really good bones to it from a camera perspective. We're like, okay, so we, we have this as a camera, at least, you know, what else do we do? So we went online and we, and, and we bought one of the, the anamorphic lens adapters and, and a stabilizer. And we're like, okay, I think this is everything that we need. Um, <laughs> and so we had our, our little mini rig. Um, and, and we, we, at, the, at that point we had kind of the, the story beats planned out. We're like, okay, at this point, you know, she's going to go through the, the, the pantry and this and that. And while we had, you know, a great foundation with the house, um, I, I, Amanda can attest to it. I actually got like overwhelmed at certain points because there's just so much junk in there, like to the ceiling mm-hmm. hoarder level. It was like something junk. out of hoarders buried alive. Yeah. And he did walk in and I saw the look of panic on his face and I was like, Hey, are you okay? And he's like, I don't think so. And I was like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to be able to, it was funny because we had to, I mean, if you thought it looked scary in the video, it looked 10 times worse in person. And it was funny having to organize the chaos in a way that made it pretty organized chaos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically we, we, we'd pick the rooms that we'd want to shoot in and we'd completely cleared out. Um, and it would be cleared out. And then, uh, uh Amanda and her mom, Terry, who is just a, a visual little genius on her own, um, she the, the two of them were able to kind of decorate the sets to look terrible, um, but like in a, <laughs> in a in a more visually pleasing, understandable way, you know, or organized chaos instead of just like Hoarderville, you know. But so everything that's in there is 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 purposeful and and you know it was met and, and, and placed, you know, with care and thought, which is really cool if you look back at it, because except for the bugs. And you had all the time in the world. Yeah, you had all the time in the world. But how long did it take you, I would say, be, between the, the time that you were putting the concept together to mm-hmm. when you were building it? And was that were there times while you were building that set, you guys, that, you know, you, Amanda, you and your mom and, and, and Colin are all sort of, oh, let's put this here and there. And then from that, that experience itself, getting more ideas for, for the video. Yeah. So what was interesting is, you know, my dad didn't buy this house for us to make a video out of it. He, he was like, all right, guys, <laughs> like, are you going to do something with this or not? Cause I would like to start making it an actual livable house. Um, and so we actually had to move fairly quickly and we came up with the concept and we're shooting the next the next the the following weekend which was just a few days 
after we started mm. writing everything down. Yeah, so I think it was all written on uh, you know the, the Saturday before, and then I think we took that Sunday through Thursday, I guess, and like we're able to organize the house and and Colin was still working a full time yeah nine to five job remotely, and so you know he would bless him. He would like come in on his like 10 minute break from meetings and be like, how's it going? How's it going? And my mom and I were just having a ball, like, (laughs) you know, going through the weird treasures of this old house to make it look not like crap, you know, or, you know, but like pretty crap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it was, I mean, this place was really like Colin said, you know, pretty organized, but all the bugs totally real. (laughs) <laughs> the termite poop that oh my I had, God. The, the termite poop that I had to lay in on the floor, yeah, totally real. <laughs> um, oh, I mean, no. this place was truly, weirdly, like hazardous. I mean, we actually, both Colin and I, fell through the floor um, mm. on two, on, in, on the same day in two separate rooms, <laughs> about an hour apart. Yeah, it was termite, <laughs> termite ridden floor, and I was, I remember, I was walking backwards testing a, a shot. And I was just moving quickly and just my foot went straight through. And I thankfully I hit a support beam so I didn't completely fall through. But Oh, but I was in the next room and I just heard boom. And I, <laughs> and I run to the other side and he, he's just, you know, his legs are through the floor. Yeah, that, um, that was a first for me. Um, and then not long So after you were I literally me. filming in a condemned house. Yes. Yes, yes pretty it was, much. It was yeah. set for, for demolition. Yeah. But my, you know, my parents, you know, we live, I grew up on that street in the house next door and this house is, is historic and a, and a huge part of our, our community. And so they were like, you can't, you can't do that to this house, you know? Yeah. And so they're, uh, still working to preserve it and the renovations are going super well and the floors have been redone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no more people falling through no the floors, more falling through the floors. Yeah. but I mean, it, and that's not even the worst of it. Actually, I feel like Colin should tell the, the worst part of this house. Oh, well, yeah. I guess I can start, the story. So before we even bought, you know, purchased this house, you know, my mom was in our backyard and she smelled something that what she described, she thought someone had gone into the abandoned house next door and possibly died. I mean, because the breeze was bringing the scent over to the point where she had to call the police because she thought someone died. Um, and they went over there and it, and no one had died, uh, but they did find something else. And Colin, I'll let you take it from here because you experienced it first. Wait, yeah. wait. Was it somebody who fell through the floor that was <laughs> no, we, we, were actually, yourself. We, were the, we were the first to break through the floor. So we, we can wear that badge of honor. No, um, it was uh, the smell came from um, a freezer. And the, when they the, the people that were there, when they left, they left a freezer full of meat. Um, which sat there Ugh. for five years cooking in, in the, the Florida, Florida heat. In the Florida heat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. um, and it, it got to the point where it actually liquefied and lick and, and dripped onto the floor. And it was like this black, t- I've never seen or smelled anything like that before. Uh, so, you know, uh, Amanda's dad, Steve and I um, were tasked with getting it out of the house um, and squeegeeing the floors of so you put those masks to good use, right? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, we, they had like had actual, like, yeah, gas yeah. masks on for that. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah, burn your eyebrows off. It, it was so uh, <laughs> rancid, so rank. completely yeah. rancid. Yeah, I can still smell it today. <laughs> so and so that freezer was originally in the pantry that we filmed in, where I eat the worms, 
And while we were filming, uh, Colin and my mom had full, because it, it was, the smell was still so incredibly potent in that room. Um, but we knew we wanted it for this shot. Like we had to have it. And so Colin and my mom were in these full gas masks and because I had to keep performing and you know, my mate, I had makeup on to make myself look gradually worse and more sick as we went on. Um, and I couldn't, you know, put a mask on. I, I had a, um, napkin full of orange peels that I peeled off that I would cover my face with in between takes because I couldn't breathe. I mean, it was rancid. So actually the take that you see when I put the worms in my mouth and gag was a real gag because I tasted the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, it was awful. Oh. It, the rancid meat smell. And I don't eat meat. So that was <laughs> particularly uh, traumatizing. Uh, <laughs> I don't even think I'm going to eat meat ever again after. Yeah, it was this. Uh... <laughs> oh. Well, so now yeah. that our listeners are probably gagging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sorry everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so tell me a little more about the, the, so, okay. So once you guys had everything filmed, tell me, because there's some color grading on this. Where, where did you guys, I mean, and we'll go back to all the stuff in the house for a minute. I just think our listeners might need a breather. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, a yeah, tell us a, about the <laughs> the post-production process a little bit. Yeah, so we used um, Filmic Pro, the app, so we were able to shoot flat, which was really great. Uh, I think we shot log, um, and that's what, you know, helped us give us a little bit more flexibility in post with, with color. Um, and I was actually surprised how much play I could have with it. Um, I did, um, all the editing, um, and color in Adobe premiere. Um, mm. you know, I figured, okay, let's just, just do it all in one place. You know, I've, I've done a little bit of work with DaVinci resolve, but I'm definitely more comfortable in, in premiere. So I stuck with that. Um, but yeah, I was able to do it all in there. Um, and, was even able to kind of do the the special kind of all the the visual effects with like the levitation um you know what actually what i spent the most time on in post uh believe it or not was just um hiding electrical outlets um and like masking <laughs> them because we wanted it to have like this old house feel and like we felt like in some of the shots there's just like these big ugly you know outlet plugs and we're like, okay, let's just hide those. And so just going through there and doing that and like blowing out the light, um, from the windows. Cause we want it to be like, we didn't want you to feel like you were in a neighborhood or anything like that. I wanted to feel like there's like this weird, you know, kind of otherworldly, you know, sense on the outside and, and she's trapped in this dark house. Um, so yeah, that was, that was what, you know, a lot of it went in, but yeah, it did. Um, I think everything in, in premiere, Aesthetically, um, the the look of the of the video is very professional. I mean, it, it's like something you know you see an entire crew working on. You know, just getting the set ready. You know, and I mean, you almost feel. I mean, you didn't use any special lights with gels or anything like that, right? We, so we didn't. All, we, yeah, we didn't have electricity in the house. Yeah, there's no electricity right? in the house. Yeah, so <laughs> we we shot it in like like I think two two four hour 
segments over the weekend because we had the morning light for that was made it soft enough and, and even enough throughout the house before like the, the kind of harsher post afternoon. So, you know, like on a Saturday from like eight to 12 and Sunday from eight to 12, we basically shot, um, the whole video, um, in the house and we had to keep it as consistent as possible. So we, you know, had that flexibility, um, and color and post, but yeah, thank you. Um, we're, we're definitely really proud of how it came out and, you know, we watched it and we're like, holy crap, we did this with a, <laughs> with a phone and, the and, phone. and just a couple with a phone and just, you know, Amanda and her mom. And then, but of course, you know, the other thing too, that because you use that song, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That also raises it because everybody, everybody knows that sound, whether, whether you're capturing sound, you know, but the audio in, in your films, right, must be good. So, yeah. my gosh, if you've got a awesome song to go with it, you've already you've already got more than half of your video. Uh, how should I say this? Just just impressive. Right. Because that's a big deal. I mean, I've seen music videos. Right. And they still work. They have awesome songs and the visuals. And the video are like, you know, a, a bunch of home videos and, you know, from like the 80s or something, you know, mm-hmm. kind of slapped together with some some and, and they're done that way on purpose, you know. Um, and so but as long as the song is good, you know, and you're telling that story, that's part of the music. It's pretty amazing. But you guys have both going for you. And so it's just like, wow, Universal Thanks. Studios type thing. <laughs> I think that was a, a great source of, um, I think, positive pressure. I'll call it positive pressure because, you know, be- obviously we know the artist very personally because it's a family member. Um, and the song is so great that it, we didn't want to drop the ball and do wrong by her, you know, and because, you know, she, she put a lot of effort and time into creating such a beautiful masterpiece of a song. I love, I love the song, which is, I guess why we did it, you know, cause we love it. Um, but doing right by her was, I think kind of a, a big motivator for us. And so, you know, I think really kind of stems back to, to her, to her vision that she kind of, inspired us and which hopefully will inspire others too. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an incredible song. It's a, there's no doubt about it's a professional grade song that you would hear in other movies, you know, and we were able to, to get that, you know, without any kind of upfront cost, which is, you know, fantastic. And, you know, having the house next door, which was the perfect spooky set that we could kind of mold any which way, um, was really, you know, it's what some, you know, studios and production houses would pay thousands of dollars to rent or use we were, or build, you know, we were able to just to kind of hop next door, which is really great. And I think having those two things really ups the production value. Um, and we didn't, you know, have, I think the total budget was, like was say, under like under hundred dollars. I think we spent like $74 or something. Yeah. And most of it, I had to buy the hospital bracelets in bulk. So I think most of it was, for the, so we have like 200 hospital bracelets. Yeah, we still have them just sitting around. Um, and what's really cool, actually, my mom, again, she did most of the set design elements and the prop elements as well. And, um, on the bracelet and it's, you'd have to like maybe pause it and zoom in 180 times to see it, but there, even the details down to the bracelet, you know, it has my sister's name on it and the date is mental health awareness day. Um, you know, so it's, it's Aww. tiny details like that, that yeah. I think, you know, it, 
a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, the few of us involved, I wish we had more people involved sometimes, but um, the few of us involved put a lot of love into it. And I think in, in, into the tiny details and I, you know, it. And that's what, that's what makes yeah, it. That's, that's shows. the thing that people forget about, you know, they're thinking, oh, this'll do, this'll do because you're shooting with a phone. It's like, guys, don't treat it like you're shooting with a phone. Yeah. The phone is secondary. It was the least glamorous. I think it was the least glamorous <laughs> job I've ever done. Um, well, maybe not, but it's it's definitely it's definitely up there on the least glamorous jobs. Again, with everything that we had to kind of fix and work through. But man, it made us so grateful with, to have the finished project. You know, I mean, again, we were. Uh, we have hilarious behind the scene pictures that we'll have to send you of, you know, up close personal shots of like me literally lying in rat and termite poop mm -hmm. and Colin standing. <laughs> Actually, it looks like he's sitting on top of me for like this up close shot. My mom took a picture because it's like me lying on the ground, which is horrendously gross and dirty. And then Colin sitting on top of me with the camera in my face. Well, it was like hovering like right above you. I wasn't sitting on you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely looks like it, but you know. We now, Colin, that would have been hard to do with a, with a, with your regular camera, right? Yeah. So there were a couple times afterwards where I was like, oh man, this, this video came out so great, man. Like what would it have been like with the, our full camera rig? And it was like, oh, you can always play like, the what if game. And then we thought about it and we're like, we couldn't have pulled this off. There were certain shots that, that weren't physically possible with the larger, they were barely yeah. possible with the, a thin iPhone, things like, um, when I vomit the black tar into the mirror, for example, Colin was holding, you know, we didn't have a trick mirror to do that in, you know, with the, with the gigantic camera. Um, oh, and, the phone was pressed up against the mirror. Yeah, I couldn't Colin, see the shot. Yeah. Colin couldn't see the shot. We had to do that shot over and over just to make sure I was in frame. Cause I was constantly out of the frame and you yeah. couldn't, you, you couldn't see the tar. Um, so we did that shot probably like eight times where I'd have to vomit the tar, put, out. Yeah. put the tar, which was, a. Uh, chocolate syrup with black with a activated charcoal in it <laughs> and I would shovel a disgusting amount like halfway down my throat and then he'd say go <laughs> and uh I'd run but it was funny seeing how we'd have to adjust he couldn't he physically could not see the shot we just had to hope that we were getting the right footage and eventually we did but th things like that we could not have done and like the overhead shot uh, where, where you come out of the ba the bathtub with the black mm -hmm. water, like mm -hmm. I would have been terrified to hold a huge rig, you know, right above you like that. But with a phone, it was just <laughs> yeah. super simple. And then, you know, I was able to to get right in your face for a few shots. And we had we have quite a few tracking shots and a lot of movement in the video. And you know, to to throw it on like a Ronin stabilizer, even having to move dolly tracks, which we know the floor doesn't work because um, <laughs> we fell yeah. through it. Like that would have just been terrible. Um, and it just gave us full flexibility to just roam around the house and, and no, no room was too small or, or nothing was, too, was too daunting, which was very freeing. Um, from would you have also been afraid to bring in equipment um, that could have gone through a floor. Definitely. It's heavy oh, for sure. Yeah, it's heavy. Like, <laughs> like God forbid you put it on a tripod and you, you get the full rig with the, you know, the monitor and the recorder on top. And the second you put it on, it just falls through the floor like a Looney Tunes. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that would have been, that would been awful. But, you know, I think our whole, our whole get up was like two pounds. So mm -hmm. with the stabilizer, which was great. Wow. 
Amanda, are you? Did it inspire you to maybe you can shoot something next time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we definitely have been thinking of quite a few uh, projects that we're interested in doing, and some that are in the works. Um, and I, it, Colin has such a wonderful artistic eye, and what I think is so great about when we work together is that we both have. Uh, similar strengths, but we appreciate each other's, what we each as individuals bring to the table. So um, I've learned a lot about setting up certain shots. I've, I've since done uh, a few things where it, he was like, all right, now you're in charge of this. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. You know? <laughs> uh, I, I primarily have a background in theater, uh, like he said. So, uh, you know, I've learned a lot throughout this pandemic about like, you know, how to even hold a boom mic. Oh my gosh, my arm I've never gotten such a good arm workout than holding a boom mic. <laughs> I used to I used to do that. Yeah. It's a rite of yeah. passage. It, it is hard. totally a rite of passage and um yeah, yeah I I've learned I've learned so much from that and I I think we're looking forward to creating more projects where hopefully we can rely on each other to just be like, "Hey, you got this great." Um and I think we've learned a lot from each other in that sense, but I I've totally gained a an appreciation for the more technical aspect of film. Um and I'm actually particularly interested in uh the production side of things like producing um so i, I think i'll leave i think you I guys think will be editing this. to colin <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i think you guys make a really really good team why don't you share a little bit about the and i hate to jump right into this there was such a great juxtaposition between the imagery and your performance and the words to the song mm-hmm can you guys talk a little bit about that? Because obviously your sister wrote that song, but it's very sentimental. Right. Um, so my sister wrote the song without going into too much detail. Uh, she had a, yeah. um, basically a life-threatening surgery uh, that went horribly wrong and left her with a lot of nerve damage. Um that she still has to deal with to this day. But, you know, shortly after it happened, uh, she suffered a lot of nerve damage, uh, was in excruciating pain for months, wasn't able to eat. I actually, my mom was out there um, in LA taking care of her. And I, I got a phone call and she's like, can you come out? I really need help. I haven't slept in like four days with your sister. And I got there and uh, I'll never forget what it feels like looking at your sibling. It She looked like a barely alive skeleton. Um, and you know, the hospital wouldn't readmit her cause they're like, Oh, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's fine. And thankfully, uh, we got her in a few days probably before she starved to death because she wasn't able to keep anything down. Um, and so the story, you know, a lot of people, again, cause there's a very specific line about, you know, pour these kill the pour these pills down the kitchen sink. You know, a lot of people, uh, think that the song is immediately about addiction. Um, which it can be for if, if there's someone watching it who does, you know, struggle with something like that. But for her, um, it was relying on these uh, pills that weren't even working for her. Um, and so she had to find other um, alternative medicines to deal with with that pain, you know. Um, so too young. I mean, this happened to her when she was 19. Um, wow. And to go through a, a very, very near death experience for her. And, you know, that this is what came of that. You know, this was her expression of that time, um, which was horribly dark. And 
I just, again, saw a glimpse of it when I was there. And from an outside perspective, it was horrifying. And so I can't imagine what it was like to, to do, to experience it. And so, um, there are a few references that are specific to her in that experience, um, that we, that we put in there, but we wanted to, again, leave it very open to interpretation so that, again, it was for anyone who's feeling trapped in a certain situation. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it just, yeah, that's, very the, that's the message. That's the message. But the, you know, like she says, I mean, she says in, as part of the lyrics of the song, right. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching the video and the imagery, they connect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we, we didn't want to, we wanted to take her experience. I, I think what the way we both work and a, a lot of um, projects that we've been working on and are, are continuing to construct, we're both very much visual people, you know, like how do we take a literal sentence and, and show like, what's, how does your brain interpret this? And I think, I know I definitely am. And I think I, I can say the columnist too, that we, we love kind of personifying what is happening in your brain, uh, mm-hmm. instead of taking a literal interpretation, which is fine. You know, some people are really, really wonderful and effective by showing, uh, you know, that you could, you could absolutely pour pills on a kitchen sink and that would resonate with someone, but we kind of wanted to make it again, something that's a little more, um, it's, it's the in-between. Yeah. yeah the exactly. in-between the, the visual and the, and, and what the words say, right. Yeah, that it's not has literal. That. It's not as literal, you know? Um, right. And she, she was really happy with that actually. Cause you know, we did run a fire, you know, like is, and she was, you know, she's also an artist and she wants her words to resonate with people as well. And so I think to have the video not be so, you know, exactly what she says is what's on the screen, you know, but they do go hand in hand yeah. to do complement each other. And it is the, you know, it's kind of the nightmare version of a living nightmare, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the messaging in that video is really, really intense. And and again, the the song is such a beautiful song, you know. Um, like, if you pretend that you don't know the language and you're listening to the song, it's a beautiful song, mm-hmm. you know. And but like I said, it's the imagery that sort of brings the message that that the song, the words of the song and the meaning and all those things. So that that in between layer is what people interpret um, subjectively. Yeah. And we didn't, I think our main goal was not to alienate anyone and, and feel like, well, well, I can't relate. (laughs) Thanks. We never wanted someone to say like, well, I didn't relate to that, you know, (laughs) and maybe there is someone, you know, the, you know, art is so subjective, but um, you know, the people that we've shown, we've been able to show it to our peers and family members, um, have all come away with a very different feeling, mood, interpretation, story from it. And I think it's based on people's personal life experiences. And that's, what's so cool about, about doing something that's a little more, uh, like, abstract. Abstract. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Abstract. And, uh, I love that. I've always been into like weird performance art and, uh, (laughs) and 
all of that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Is your sister when you guys uh, when you guys finally finished the movie? You know, um, when when you finished editing it, Colin, mm -hmm. uh, how did you guys uh, decide to show the film to your family? Or, you know, how did that, how did that go? I'm just curious. <laughs> we Skyped Haley, actually. Um, yeah. And so we kind of got to watch her watch it for the first time, which is really, really special. I think she yeah, she was just thrilled with it, which I think for us was... I think she she cried. She did. Well, um, no, she's going to hate if I say <laughs> that she cried. Um, but there may have been a tear or two. Um, but she... Um, we were... I mean, that was the person we were most worried about showing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because it's her song, her baby, and, you know, we kind of... I don't want to say hit it from her, but we didn't want to show her any the in-progress work because there's, you know you have all this raw footage and it, it, it took us, I guess a month and a half to really refine it and finish it and do and complete all the editing. because it was just a lot of, a lot of heavy lifting we put on the, on the post side to really make it pop and make, you know, everything work. Um, and so, you know, by the time we finally showed it to her, we were like, what if she hates it? <laughs> you know, um, you know, that, was, that was the biggest fear. It's like Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving to somebody that you just met or something. Right. Right. And, you're cooking the whole meal and you're like, oh, my God, what if after all this are vegetarians and I just cooked right. a whole turkey meal, right? Story of my life, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, exactly. And so uh, we were just thrilled when when she uh, when she loved it. So um, that couldn't have been much better. And then everyone else has also been super supportive. Um mm -hmm about it. So I, I think, you know, and of course it's your family and friends. So the, of course they're going to be supportive and, and love it. But we're, we're very happy that, um, you know, you guys have, have seen something in it as well. And we're excited to, to have it out there and show the world. <laughs> yeah. I think our listeners, when you, when you see it in the film festival, it's going to, it's going to blow you away. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm really impressed with it. I, I always see, um, the stories be behind the stories, you know, how stories are told with film. Um, and I just, I'm mesmerized uh, by it. But I, but I think part of it is this experience that you guys had in making this. When I saw the video, I, I immediately, you know, after I went through the whole video and went, wow, <laughs> right? But I immediately went, oh, my God, what they must have gone through <laughs> to make that video. Yeah, it was definitely a labor of love, but I, I would have done it again in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And I've, I've showed some of my filmmaking friends, and they're all like, you you shot this on an iPhone? They, they can't they can't believe it. They're like, I, I didn't know you can do that. And it's, it's the technology is caught up, and it's awesome. Yeah, and we and we look back on, again, all of the weird stuff, the, the horrible meat freezer and the falling through the floors and the fact that we had no electricity in the house and we had to wire it from my house next door. <laughs> you know, to yeah. with with like eight uh, extension cords and um, you know no hot water, so the bathtub was freezing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> the bath yeah. water was. Oh my freezing. god, I was thinking about that. Um, that felt terrible. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, let's do one more take, and she's giving me the looks like, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you crazy? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Plus, you're probably hoping that the bathtub doesn't go through the floor. Was that upstairs? That was upstairs. It was upstairs. And actually, yeah. yeah. And it, oh my frankly, God. That, that was a pretty secure area. And what, what was 
even uh, more of a kick in the teeth is that <laughs> my dad got the hot water on the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we got power. Hot water and power. Hot water and power came on the day after we finished shooting. We're like, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, that would have been super helpful. It was just helpful. meant to be. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Little Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, Well, I was going to say you're a really good actress, but now I'm thinking <laughs> it was no, all real. Me- method, you know? Yeah, she's just method. Eating, eating yeah, right. worms. Yeah, that's it. Sitting in cold tubs. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny is, and you know, and I actually have a behind-the-scenes video for anyone who is a big animal lover, like myself, or anyone from PETA that was going to be like, how could you do this to these animals? You know, when we were like, oh, well, what are the worms going to be? And I I had a lizards growing up, so I was like, oh, we can go get mealworms from PetSmart. <laughs> so that's what we did. Oh, God. Um, and so, you know, we we put them in, in, you know, we opened the can and fake opened it, you know, with the mealworms on top. But I wanted to make sure that, you know, they were all well taken care of. So I, I looked up what mealworms ate and what they needed to survive. And I didn't realize that mealworms were just baby beetles. And so they eat, uh, you know, dead plant matter and stuff. So we have a compost in my backyard. So we're like, oh, we'll release them. And so we have a video of me in my hospital gown <laughs> releasing the, the uh, yeah. mealworms into the compost. And you, um, and you actually ate like little cut up pieces of, of like, noodles. noodles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so we we switched out uh, the can for uh, a can of noodles that we <laughs> that we made. Oh, so, which, I can like, breathe now. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not actually <laughs> eat the mealworms. <laughs> I think it would have crushed my soul a little bit. No, I, I actually released them. So they and I did actually. We had a surprisingly. Um, large amount of beetles in in our backyard in the coming weeks. Um, And I don't think it was by coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Colin, when you were saying um, that your friends were thinking about, you know, like, can't believe you shot that on the phone. I've actually, um, a lot of people will sometimes say, if something comes out that good, right, they'll say, They'll try to, the people who don't yet believe in it, right? They don't believe that you can shoot anything that great, right? They'll, they'll still say something like, well, it was, you know, look at all they had to do in post-production, you know? It's like the thing about filmmaking in general is that there's three parts. There's pre-production, production, and post-production. Right. And with the mobile filmmaking movement, right, a lot of people think more about the production and forget the other two. And the whole thing is that it, it's um, dinner is not just the salad, right? I mean, you have to have all three of them to complete this, this process properly. And I think that when you... Uh, people who criticize it like that and say, well, look at all they have to do. And I'm thinking, well, didn't you have to do that with your DSLR too, though? Like, I don't get... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, even cinema you know, grade equipment, it's it's all the same. You have to go through the same process. Like, if we didn't plan it out, we wouldn't have known, you know, what rooms to shoot in, what angles we were going for. So, like, we did. We spent, you know, about a a couple days in pre-production for, for the video and, and, and post, you know, it, it took a long time, but you know, to make someone levitate on an iPhone versus a DSR, like a, you know, or something bigger, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same amount of time. You still have to roto out. You have to work through, you know, 
we didn't have a green screen. Yeah, so I had to completely yeah, we didn't rub have a green screen. <laughs> yeah, that's that stunk. I was uh, <laughs> I was balancing on my back on a bar stool. Yeah, actually. yeah. Wow. And we didn't want to. Do, and like, he was the, able to. We didn't want to like bend your like it, with the puppet tool in After Effects, which is what some people do with that. We wanted her to actually like move her limbs to make it look like it's it's moving. And um, yeah, so we wanted to to make it as authentic as possible. So she was, she got a good ab workout and arching her back yeah, and moving, moving the limbs ever so slowly. Um, <laughs> nice. but, but yeah, I mean, in, in, in the post, like coloring takes a while and, and getting the final edit takes a long time. And it's, it, for me, it was no different. The post process was just as long as it would have been with any other camera. Um, but what we were able to get with, with the iPhone, we couldn't have gotten with any other equipment, especially not in that amount of time. Yeah. We were know? under a super tight schedule. And like, if, if you're going to be a running gun, you know, filmmaker and you're, you know, I'm not going to suggest you steal shots, but let's say you want to go and steal some shots. Hypothetically, hypothetically speaking. you know, you can do that. If you just, if you just run out with, with, you know, uh, the, a phone bounce on like a DJI stabilizer. Cause everyone's know. got a phone, you know, no yeah. one really think twice about you having a phone. Yeah. <laughs> having a phone out. Well, you know, the whole, the whole real purpose of getting permits for things there, there's two different, you know, aspects to, to that whole scenario, of course, which is, you know, property rights yeah. is one of them. But the other one is when you're out, you know, just just shooting stuff you know if you're not bothering if you're not you're not obtrusive in any way you don't technically need a permit yeah i mean that was the whole purpose of it yeah and i i I think it's great i think tangerine that movie kind of proved that Mm -hmm. when they were able to to get some shots in diners and um you know on the streets of of la with just like a two-man crew or however many people there i think it was a sound person and uh, the director is also a cinematographer there just with the iPhone and a gimbal. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, it's super inspiring because it's like, okay, you can get much higher quality production value, you know, per films with a fraction of the budget. And it's, it's really great. And, um, you know, I've since upgraded to the iPhone 12 and we're just so excited <laughs> to like get out there. Oh my God. It's a feature coming up next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like, Oh, I mean, what can we do could. with this? You camera? really, you really could. You, and it's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's super, we're, you know, really excited about it. Um, and, and, and what we can do, you know, I still have the other equipment and there's times for that and there's times for, for what we're trying to do. But, you know, I think, the you're we're going to start seeing there to be more you know mobile phone film festivals or there's going to be and what we started to see is like larger festivals having um, a mobile phone category because it's and I imagine it's probably what mm-hmm. happened when DSLRs came on the scene. It's like okay, let's have the DSLR category now. DSLRs are mainstream, and I, I think there's there, we're going to have that natural evolution from a festival standpoint, and I'm excited for it. I'm glad. Um, that we were able to experiment and fall in love with this method of filmmaking. And I think it also opens up, it opens up the playing field to people, you know, obviously film equipment is an incredibly expensive investment and there are so many, the camera is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And the, exactly. And, but everyone has a phone, you know, and there are so many wonderfully talented, creative people who just don't get a chance because, you know, you got to pay to play the game. And now you don't have to pay as much to play the game. 
um, to, to have a really fantastic story with a beautiful vision. Mm-hmm. Um, cause again, we spent like 74 bucks on this whole, yeah. on this whole thing. Um, I mean, and so hopefully well, imagine it, Colin would Colin, imagine what you could do with all the equipment that you have for your, for your pro cam. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead of going out to get another camera, right. You combine that equipment with your iPhone. I mean, if you could do that kind of. Of course you can. Well, I, I mean, if you're if, if you're OK, so lighting, right, mm-hmm. your lighting yeah. equipment. Yeah, all applicable. That's good. Mm-hmm. If you need to um, if you need to, you know, most of the time when you're making films, you're um, in in the independent and in Hollywood. I mean, you're you're capturing sound externally anyways. Right. Exactly. And you can time code yep. sync and with Filmic Pro. Yeah, that's great. Yep. So if you have studio, you know, you have some great lights, you have, you know, um, some external sound equipment, you know, you can still do the boom. Mm-hmm. You can you can teach Amanda. Experience boomer here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Boomist. Um, and yeah. And I mean, all you have to do is replace the camera with your phone and now you're going to save a few bucks right from the next model of the camera that you want when when i um when i used to uh, film stuff like my 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 biggest drawback was always i want to get the new camera you know i want to get a new camera but Play there's always that one new one yeah, coming out. every year and oh, at the man. same time you're trying to save your money right right <laughs> yep and then you have to get more new equipment to go with that new camera because, you know, you have to get stuff. And it just it gets overwhelming. But one of the first things that I attached to my phone, um, and, and this took me months. This was a long time ago. This was, I think, 2012, 2013. Whenever the iRig came out, you know what I mean? Yep. The iRig Pre. Mm-hmm. That's when I finally found how do I could at least get a, an XLR because I already had an XLR. I had a Audio-Technica boom microphone, uh, shotgun microphone, sorry. I had the boom. I had um, the, the, the cables, you know, and, and I, have, I still have this tripod. It's like a $2,500 tripod um, that I barely use for anything. <laughs> it's got a great fluid head though. So yeah, if I ever need to pan, you know, but <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know, so it looks, you know, great. Like, Oh yeah, there's, but I mean, quite honestly, it's like, if you're already a filmmaker, right. Um, you can still use all this equipment. You could, I mean, we used to use, we used to go in, um, rent wheelchairs from the blood bank um here in san diego just to do productions you know to shoot some some promo videos and things like that instead of getting a dolly oh my gosh oh my so you just sit in the wheelchair that's yeah. this is back style. fantastic yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in 98 99 yeah that's 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 awesome that's my my world yeah <laughs> and it was a lot of fun you know, to do, but yeah, the San Diego blood bank would, would rent them out to us, you know? So whenever we, we scheduled a shoot like that and we needed it, you know, we wanted to get some awesome B roll. We would just do that. You make it work. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it was awesome because you'd be like, all right, 
everybody walked down the hall, yep. you know, talking or whatever, and you're sitting, you know, in, in somebody's pooling. Sometimes it was <laughs> me, you know, uh, holding the camera with your elbows in, yep. you know, uh, and just aiming and framing the shot. And it's fantastic. And it's fun as heck also during breaks. Oh, oh sure. absolutely. Papa wheelie. <laughs> No. Um, yeah. If you're, uh, you know, if, if you're really in a pinch, just go to your local grocery store and get a, get a good shopping <laughs> right. cart, I guess. <laughs> right. Maybe or somewhere. one of those, uh, one of those walkers or something, you know, even. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. But, but I mean, we, we, we had the, the DJI stabilizer and it was, a, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's really fantastic. How, what it's how easy it is of. to balance. Cause I don't know if anyone has had to work with a larger, stabilizer for like DSLRs and up and it's just like it takes like an hour to balance it properly unless you're you really it's like, like you're on a boat yeah, and then, yeah. You, and then you run out of battery and you're like oh my gosh swapping batteries and you you're breaking your arms holding up um or your shoulders at least you know holding the camera up if you don't have you know the full the full like suspension rig but with with this it's like okay you can just kind of switch it from hand to hand if you want to and it's just super easy and the battery life is you know you, you can go four five six hours um, on a single charge which is killer because then you just don't have to stop you just keep moving when you can take a board you know put some some uh carpet on it right and mount the phone on it and put some skateboard wheels skateboard wheels are pretty the good ones they're really smooth yeah they're, they're perfect exactly if, yeah i mean you can be as low budget as possible and and still get the same exact effect like whether it's borrowing a wheelchair or a shopping cart or just putting on a skateboard um it's 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 really awesome because you really can you can do anything it's even the some people i've seen use those little hoverboards or whatever the light up ones so you just hop <laughs> on those and that's that's there you go there's your uh, stabilizer so it's awesome yeah, there's so many things we could we could go on like this. Um, I hope you guys are taking notes, listeners. Uh, <laughs> Hoverboard check. <laughs> yeah. Steals. Well, I think. <laughs> yeah. Are you on the quad at the mobile film stories? I am. Yeah. I think you are. I thought so. Okay, I just wanted to make sure um, because everybody go hop on the quad <laughs> and, uh, and hover on down <laughs> uh, and uh, and you can connect with Colin. Yeah. We're sort of um, using that as a, as a, you know, it, it, it's not even comparable to coming to the film festival, you know, but in a way it's cool because the flip side of it is you get to reach more people and more people get to reach and, and chat with you and connect with you. You may have some uh, collaborative um, projects, um, maybe maybe a hand for your next film. Yeah. Are uh, you planning on, do you ever come down to the West Coast? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we haven't been recently, but um, <laughs> once the... Uh, <laughs> This this whole pandemic's over. You know, we're we're planning on spending a lot of time over on the West Coast. You know, uh, Amanda's sister, you know, who did the song, she's she's out in L.A. Um, and we'd love to go visit her and and, and be out there. So, um, you know. Oh, you have to, all of you, you have to hop on over. And my, tacos are on me. Yeah, I'm the taco girl. Yes, get the get the. the, the <laughs> Don't the, have to tell me twice. <laughs> yeah, we beach breakfast burritos all day. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, we have the best. They are, we have they... the best tacos. We have the best Mexican food. I don't care where <laughs> in my world it's like 
Not even not even in Mexico is it better than what we have in San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's um, you know, it's like uh it's like um uh I lived in Italy, in Napoli, in Naples. And I remember when I went for pizza there and I was like, I can't wait to get back to the US so I can have real pizza. Oh. And my mom was <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> because American pizza is not what you get when you're over there. Um, each region has their no, own, but in all. Naples, it was like, yeah, it was like you have to beg for cheese. It's like, what is this? Because they put the, <laughs> you know, the fresh mozzarella on there, and it's just a couple little dots on mm-hmm. there. And it's like, wait, you know, I want my gooey lots of cheese. Yeah, meanwhile, we have like eight uh, cheese pizza. pizzas. You know, you're <laughs> oh my god, cheesy crust. You actually reminded me of my sister when we were younger. Uh, we went to Italy. I think actually we were there for her 10th birthday. And, uh, I think we were in Rome at, yeah, we were definitely in Rome during her birthday and we went out to, we went out to a a little restaurant and she got ravioli. And the first thing she said to my mom, she was like, Hmm, just like from the can. My mom was like, what? Chef Boyardee's exquisite cuisine. Chef Boyardee's exquisite ravioli. Iron Chef, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, and, and actually in Italy, um, also coming from Spain, the food, everybody thinks of Italy as like pizza and pasta. and they That's that's just a third even of, of what they have. Oh, absolutely. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of their food is just so good. Oh, my God, I'm getting hungry and it's too late. Yeah, well, how about we just meet? <laughs> we'll, how about we, we'll meet you in California for tacos and then we'll hop on over to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. So we're going to have to invite all the filmmakers from the last two film festivals um, as soon as this whole pandemic thing is over to come down to San Diego. And we're just going to have a big celebration of what all of you have accomplished. Um, And and who knows, maybe we'll just have to make one big video. (laughs) And maybe Colin will put it through... um, Adobe Premiere Pro and colorize it. Perfect. And your sister can do the music for it and it'll just be awesome. Sign us up. Yep. And you bring the tacos and I'll bring the Chef Boyardee. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Chef Boyardee. All right. Any last words? Not like we're going to die here or anything, but any last words for our listeners? Just hope hope everyone enjoys it and yeah please feel free to reach out to us um you know we're on instagram and we're on the quad and you know we'd love to connect and we're, we're bummed we can't be there and network that's like the you know a, a really amazing thing about these festivals and you know we're, we'll make the best of it and we're we'd love to to talk to whoever if anyone has any questions um you know we're we don't like to hide our secrets we like to enable the community so that if you have any questions on how we pulled anything off we're happy to, to talk to you about it yeah and, and especially just to, to reach out about those questions or even future collaborations as well yeah um, always on the hunt for for good fresh help. content yes <laughs> well colin congratulations on not getting killed going through floors <laughs> amanda, amanda, amanda went through too <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, congratulations. I feel like I'm congratulating because you just came back from a war. Um, I feel that way. But Amanda, (laughs) (laughs) your performance was great. Uh, Your sister's song was awesome. And Colin, you know, 
you captured it all very well. <laughs> it was a it was a collaborative so, effort all definitely. around, and we had a we you know, ultimately oh had a great time doing it, and one hundred percent would do it again. Would, yes, would and had, had we had <laughs> what we could vacuum up the rat poop first, that would be great. <laughs> I would do it again, <laughs> or, or or at least use fake. Yeah, um, yes, fake rat poop would be ideal. Why have fake when you have the real? When you, you have know? the real thing, it was perfect. Right? <laughs> oh my god! Well, if they only said that in Jaws, right? Right. <laughs> Why give? <laughs> well, we have, have a fake real shark. It's a real thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe Kubrick directed it. <laughs> <a> real shark. <laughs> and well, on that note, guys, uh, we'll say good night. Say good night, or don't say good night because they may be listening to it right after breakfast. But say goodbye to everybody. Thank you so much yes. for for being on here and listening to us rant about our disgusting stories. <laughs> Hope yes. we did not lose too many of you from the from the get go. <laughs> hope you enjoy the video and hope you enjoy all that the festival has to offer. Mm-hmm.